Welcome to Coming Out of the Spiritual Closet with your host, me, Brittany Wittig. Join me every week to explore and demystify the world of modern spirituality. This week, I interview Tiffany Calhoun, a multidisciplinary quantum healer, certified somatic breathwork coach, soul alignment coach, and a 6-2 reflector for the collective. And if you don't know what that means, not to worry, she fully explains it in this episode. So immediately following this interview, I signed up to work with Tiffany because everything that she shared was so powerful, so on point, and my intuition was screaming at me to connect with her more deeply. This interview is so fascinating. She shares so much powerful, actionable information. And after I signed up to work with Tiffany, all these synchronicities started to happen. It was so wild. One of those synchronicities is that me and Tiffany found ourselves in Tulum, Mexico at the same time so that we were able to do one of our sessions in person. It was so amazing. And again, very powerful. The breath work that I did with Tiffany was by far the most epic, transformational, mind-blowing breathwork I've ever experienced. And I have done so much breathwork in my life, you guys. So that's, this is really, really saying something. You're really in for a treat with this interview. I'm so excited to bring it to you. So without further ado, here is Tiffany. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me this week. And Tiffany, I am so thrilled to have you on the podcast. It's so nice having you here. Thank you, Brittany. I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait. So just to get started, my first question would just be, could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, sure. So my name is Tiffany Calhoun. I am a multidisciplinary quantum healer, somatic breathwork coach, and soul alignment coach. Um, I have over 20 years of experience in healthcare, diving into the drivers of disease. And I pivoted when I had my spiritual awakening into a more holistic wellness transformation for the mind, body, and spirit. Um, so now the work I do utilizes my, my natural energy as a reflector um, to act as your mirror, to help you see where you're out of alignment, helping you rewrite those deep subconscious reprograms and belief systems that are no longer serving you. And then I offer the reflection from intuitively sensing, um, what others cannot. And this happens inside my body. I feel things that others don't. Um, so I work with my clients to help them break free of all of the constraints, holding them back in their life and dimming them from their authenticity. Um, so it's a little bit deeper than mindset work, a little bit deeper than just energetic work alone, because it combines it all and it helps them to release all of these triggers, traumas, and limiting beliefs from their actual body, the somatic source of it. Wow. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. I'm so excited to have you on because I have not introduced anything about human design yet on the podcast. So when Tiffany talks about being a reflector, she's not just talking about being a mirror, which she's <laughs> that too, but also she's talking about her human design type. So could mm -hmm. you share like just a brief overview of just what human design is if someone's never been exposed to it yeah. and like what a reflector is? Yeah. So human design is like a, your astrology chart, your chakra system. 
it's the astronomy of when you were born. It's your um, energetic signature, which is like, uh, you know, the, the energy flow through your body, mm-hmm. all of that stacked on top of each other. And it creates your energetic strategy for this lifetime. And basically there are five types. There's the reflector, which I am, which is 1% of the population. And reflectors are unique. We don't have a strategy per se. It's it's a lunar phase. We're supposed to wait an entire month before making a decision, which is in this modern world, not ideal. But basically what that says to us is that we need to listen to our intuition on things and we need to give it time. So one day somebody will share something with me. I'll be super excited halfway through my lunar cycle, which is not my menstrual cycle. It's like the lunar phase of my chart might just dip out of that. Not for me. So my, my feelings and, and my alignment with things change throughout the month. Reflectors are the mirrors of the collective. We are the canary in the coal mine. We essentially feel and sense when people are out of alignment and we move our community back to alignment by basically seeing people in their highest potential, but we see them in this now moment at that. So when I meet you and I greet you, I'm like, whoa, this chick is amazing. I need to help. Like, I don't know. It just lands in my body in a way where I'm like, I need to work with her. (laughs) Oh, cool. Yeah. So you're a projector. Yes. And projectors are the seers, like S-E-E-R-S. They see all of the problems in the collective from this place of wisdom. And the projector is basically here to wait for the invitation from someone saying, from the collective saying, we need help with this and offer their wisdom. And projectors are here to basically change the world. They're an amazing energetic strategy and one of my favorites. <laughs> They're about 20% of the population. Okay. And we have the man. The manifester is the innovator. So the man of the manifester is the one that basically creates the way out of the problem from a collective energy standpoint. They tend to align to the feeling of anger when they're out of alignment. And that can be problematic because it can lead to 7% of the population being out of alignment and being angry a lot of the time. And I know if you, if you sense when somebody's angry, they're typically in that, in that manifestor energy projectors, when they're not in alignment, they're bitter. So I don't know if you've ever found yourself like feeling a certain way, thinking it's anger, but then realizing later on, you're like, that was bitterment and resentment, like all wrapped up into one. That's yes. your go-to for letting you know when you're not aligned to something. Okay. And then we have the generator type, which is the builder, the one. So this entire matrix world that we live in was built by generators, but it was built by generators who are not in alignment with, with themselves. So <laughs> generators are here to basically follow anything that brings them joy, anything that excites them. And when they're not in alignment, they're going to feel frustrated. And you'll you'll notice this when you're talking to generators. They're more, they're not like spouting off anger or bitterness or resentment. They're like spouting off frustration and you sense it from them. You know that they're in that phase and you're like, okay, well, let's help you figure this problem out and remove you from that frustration so that you can build something beautiful for the collective. Right. And then we have the manifesting generators, which is like the majority of the population's like, I want to say like 70%. They are basically like super gifted and making anything happen. They just get shit done. They are 
multidimensional beings in a lot of ways. They don't get burned out. Um, and they're just a mix between the manifester and the generator when it comes to their energy. They're supposed to be following things that light them up, just like the, the generator. They feel frustrated or angry when they're not in alignment. So that's the majority of the population there. Okay. Wow. And we all work together like a collective little puzzle. So that's like the beauty of it. When you understand how everyone works together, you start to see your placement in that as aligning to something bigger than just you. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. I, I especially love that last bit that you said about how it, we all work together. I'm mm-hmm. always talking about how we are each an individual authentic piece of the puzzle and our authenticity is necessary if we're not following our authenticity or expressing our authenticity, then there's a piece missing from the puzzle of reality. And we all exactly. know how annoying it is when you try to finish a puzzle and there's one piece missing. <laughs> yeah. It's like that meme that's going around with the puzzle piece missing from the back of the head. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holding totally. it, but they don't know where it goes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And the other thing that you mentioned that just a huge light bulb went off for mm. me was generators and frustration. Mm -hmm. I have two of the closest people to me in my life, both generators. And that is so true. I can see how sometimes what I've perceived from them when they're triggered or when things are not going their way is I've perceived anger, but I think that what's actually going on is frustration. Okay. So I just want to share what happened with the audience because there have been a couple times now where I've been interviewing like highly energetic people and the zoom has just like crashed out and that totally just happened. And I, I mean, I can feel, I just want to express to the audience that I can feel (laughs) Tiffany's energy. Like Tiffany is this reflector energy is very powerful. Um, Mm -hmm. and Tiffany, you're obviously carrying that in a very embodied way. And yeah, the zoom just like, (laughs) like blipped out on us. So we, so I think, I think that the recording caught what I was saying, which was that I have a couple generators in my life who I have perceived their frustration as anger, like when they're triggered or when not towards me, but just, you know, when life gives them a hard time. And what I realize mm-hmm. now after what you said is that it's, it's frustration. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think there's so much power in awareness of others and how they project their not self theme onto us, because then it, it, re- it releases that from us. And we realize Mm-mm, not my circus, not my monkeys. You need to figure out that frustration on your own. I feel like a lot of the time with generators, they keep looping, 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 and you offer advice and they just loop, loop, loop. You have to break them out of that cycle because this frustration for them, it blows their mind that people don't function like them. The majority of people that they come in contact with are energy beings, the, the manifesting generators and the generators are energetic beings. When you have someone who is a manifester, a projector, and a reflector, which is a very small subset of the population, 28% of the population, right? they don't operate like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so why, why are you always so tired? Why are you so boring? Why can't you? It's like they're frustrating that like 
right? You're not keeping up with them, but you're not meant to. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is such a perfect segue because my experience as a projector has been that generator coaches are not a good fit for me. And not at all. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so interesting. And it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's not that there's anything wrong with what they're doing. Amazing. There are amazing generator coaches out there, but Mm -hmm. they just don't, their way of doing things and their energy doesn't work for me. And I think that I am frustrating to them actually. Mm -hmm. Like I've had that experience. Yeah. So we can talk about the R types too, because that is a really big indicator of how you're going to work with somebody. And each type has their own unique aura minus the manifesting generator because they act like a generator with their aura. So when you're looking for someone to work with, you want to look for somebody who's going to be accepting of your, your aura and all of your energy responses in a way that's not going to come off as judgmental, right? Which is what you just said. So basically the reflector aura is like a Teflon pan. It's, it's a reflective, not like nonstick aura. Basically when I was not understanding that I was a reflector, I operated as a highly sensitive empath and would essentially wear the weight of others feelings on me. And it would like drag me down. But when I realized that I was a reflector and I had the ability to just be like, not my circus, not my monkeys, nothing sticks to me anymore. People talk about, Oh, when you leave ceremony, when you leave a client, you have to really get their energy off of you. And that, that doesn't really pertain to me. I don't let others energy stick to me, but in the same sense, when you come up against my aura, you're getting the reflection back of yours. So the projector aura, which is yours is called, um, the penetrating aura, which is basically like you take your hand and you reach into the other person's aura. You become what they are. You, you like, feel into their auric response. And then your wisdom starts to generate from there. How can I, like, I'm waiting for the invitation to share my wisdom with what this person needs to hear. Right. I just share my wisdom because I'm not, (laughs) and it, it causes me to trigger people, but it triggers them in the most beautiful way. Right. It triggers your, what you need to heal. And then we have the manifester, which is wild to me. The manifester is a resistant aura super resistant because they are here to create the solutions to innovate and they don't want to pick up any of your opinions on the way. Okay. So my son is a manifester (laughs) and it's, it's like banging my head against the wall just to get him to move forward with anything because I'm trying to keep him alive. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) These are, these are the rules of the day. And this is the like things that we need to do. And he just wants to be in his own energy all the time. Um, my, my daughter's a generator and their, their aura is a warm hug. They basically go, they're like, Olaf, they go up to everybody, warm hug, wanting to feel into everybody, wanting to be the light in the room, wanting to like be the expansion that everyone needs, building all of that. There's such a dynamic, like, persona and their energy feels really warm. It's it's funny when you get things together, like my dog is a generator. I don't know if you knew that you could find out what your dogs are. I've heard (laughs) that. That's so interesting. I love it. My dog is a generator, which is a warm hug. And he paws at me all the time. He can't feel me. Oh, of (laughs) course. Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? And then 
with my, with anybody who's a manifester that comes into my house, my dog flips out because their aura blocks his, he's like warm hug. And then like <laughs> wall goes oh. up and he's like, like obviously this person is not nice and it's not that they're not nice they're just right. resistant right they have a resistant aura so interesting yes when you're finding a coach or a healer to work with um i think for healers warm hugs make sense that's a really nice strategy but when you're looking for someone who's going to like break you into a new level of evolution you want someone who's not going to envelop your aura you want someone who's going to let your aura stand on its own and you're going yeah. to want somebody who's going to help you figure out how you need to evolve instead of what's always worked for others and this blueprint this works you're going to do it then you'll see success it's different yeah. for everybody yes okay that makes so much sense and the other thing that you mentioned that i've definitely experienced before with reflectors is that triggering and it's so interesting because, um, as I learned about human design, it was like, oh, okay. A famous example that comes up immediately is Teal Swan. Mm -hmm. So is she a reflector. She's a reflector. Mm -hmm. And I feel okay. like she is one of the most like triggering, like mm -hmm. spiritual speakers. You know what I mean? It's so, it's so interesting, but, um, it's, yeah, it's like, you guys are such a mirror but that's so powerful. So that's the thing. Like, yes, that's, that can be triggering, but it's so powerful to have someone just naturally just mm -hmm. letting you see yourself more clearly. Yeah. And the thing with that is we shape shift. So I'm a different person for everyone I'm around. So if I go out with you for the night, I'm going to be completely different than when I go out with my husband for the night. And it's nothing against like, this is my personality when I'm not with my husband. It's like, this is what she's needing reflected back to her. And this is what I'm coming through as. And it, yeah, it's wild. Cool. <laughs> so we're called like the shapeshifter mm. and you're going to get out of me exactly what you need to see. Wow. If that makes sense. It does. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. And um, and that's because reflectors, and this is getting a little more detailed into human design, but isn't it because reflectors have all open centers? We do. Yeah, we don't have. So she's talking about your human design chart right now, which is like an overlay of your nine chakra systems that are aligned to the human design system. And basically you have colored in centers or you have white centers reflected on this chart and the colored in centers means that it's defined. If it's defined, you have your own ego strategy built into that center. If it's undefined, you don't have your own ego strategy built into that chakra system. And in that case, you're going to be sampling. You're going to be you know, picking up on what the other person is. It's like a puzzle piece. They're defined. You're not, you're fitting together or you're not fitting together. Interesting. So I have a question for you. What does mm -hmm. it feel like for you? So I only have two defined centers. I'm a pretty wide open projector. I wonder for you as a reflector, how does it feel when you're just like totally alone with no humans around? And it's just you, like, it's just your energy. What's that like? Bliss. <laughs> okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's really nice. I, I really come into my own zone of genius then, and okay. I'm able to be creative. I'm able to get all the self-care done that I need to do. And I do it in a way that exists out of space and time. It's very strange. But the second other people come into my field, I feel the pressure 
of that relationship. And it's not like pressure in a bad way, just like stress is not always stress in a bad way. It can just be like tension or you're picking up on a difference in vibration. Right. So I would say the most interesting two centers to, to have open would be the head center and the root center, because these are your pressure centers. Is that what you have open? I'm wondering. Yeah, I have them both open. I'm only my Ajna and my throat are defined. Okay. Yeah. So when you have those two open, you're mentally feeling the pressure of the environment. And then you're also feeling like the stability and the safety and all of that pressure from the environment down in your root. So I, I literally, I feel everything. Interesting. (laughs) Cool. So you were, before we started recording, you also mentioned that you go into your own energy to channel things. I'd love to hear a little more about that. Yeah. So I, I'm going to have my spiritual awakening. Of course, it happened in a way that my logical brain had to completely step aside. I had my awakening on Mount Shasta in a Kundalini way. I love Mount Shasta. Oh my gosh. I'm very connected to Mount Shasta. I love that you, I love that. Go on. Sorry. I just, I love that. Yeah. It's one of my favorite places and had a massive Kundalini awakening woke me right up. There was no going back after that. And I think it was my higher, my higher self's way of saying like, okay, you've done this long enough. I'm 37. It's time for me to take over. And I really have, I mean, like everybody has free will, right? I really have like no choice about staying out of my spiritual like evolution now. Even if I say, oh, I'm going to take a month off. I like get spontaneous clients or spontaneous events happen that bring me back into it. I'm like, okay, we're going to go this way. But um, yeah, so all of my work is channeled work. I I created an entire um, one-on-one coaching program, completely channeled it in one day. It's basically helping you dig into all of those subconscious triggers, traumas, limiting beliefs meeting your soul's purpose, create like gaining this massive amount of self-awareness and self-love and balancing you and helping you just anchor into that frequency, which I call anchoring into your highest timeline. And I can't really explain what happens, but I don't, I, I just kind of go offline when I start to create what I'm in my own energy. Oh, <laughs> that's so cool. That's so interesting. So let's see something else that I want to ask you about is so manifestation Mm -hmm. people who want to like manifest their dream life manifest, maybe just even they have something they want to manifest. They want to get better at manifesting. You have said before that mindset and affirmations alone won't help you manifest, um, not alone, not on their own. And Mm -hmm. so can you tell us about that? Like why not? And what else, what else is needed to really start manifesting consciously. Yeah. So when you think about manifestation, manifestation is moving yourself into the frequency of what you want to align to, and then having the universe match that frequency and having it come into your life. Sounds easy. I can just mindset my way there. Right. It's like, you know, I am wealthy. I am abundant. I am with my divine partner. Um, when you start to do the mindset work, that's, that's all great. But then you get halfway through your journey and something happens that triggers a response in your body that causes you to put up walls, to put up self-sabotaging, limiting beliefs, whatever it is, and backtrack. And now you've formed a conscious bias 
on why you can't take that step further. Why? So you've gone from A to M, something happened at M, brought up all your barriers, took you back to A, and now you won't even try it again. You'll have to come up with a whole new way to do it because you're refusing to see what's causing you to do those self-limiting and self-sabotaging, you know, habits. So the way that I approach manifestation is that of understanding exactly where your triggers, traumas, and limiting beliefs are. And you do that through subconscious work. I do that with breath work. Um, And then we go into your Akashic records and we dig deep there. We, We ask, we literally ask your spirit team, your higher self, what is blocking you? What are your limiting beliefs? Are there any soul contracts around this that need to be cleared that are no longer serving your higher good? And then we clear them from there in the quantum space. And when you do all of the work in combination, it shifts you so incredibly quickly into this feeling of self-love, self-appreciation, understanding your purpose, understanding your mission, understanding why you're here, and not even thinking into what was limiting you before, because whatever it was, big T trauma, little T trauma, it's been cleared from the somatic memory of your cells. And you're not going to go back into that response anymore. And when you do that, when you initiate that change, you're on your highest timeline. And then the universe starts matching that by giving you responses to what you're asking for instead of just dead air. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Wow. Oh, that's so interesting. So, um, you mentioned breath work and I know that you're a breathwork facilitator. Is that correct? Yeah. I'm a somatic transformational breathwork coach. Yes. So is that, um, is that holotropic breathwork? So there's a lot of buzzwords around the different types of breathing, but basically you're breathing with hyperventilation style breathing. Hyperventilation. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's it, what it does is it shuts down the prefrontal cortex, which is your monkey mind, (laughs) your ego brain. And it does it in a way that allows you to go deep into your subconscious. So there's a couple of different breathwork techniques that you can use to get in this. You've heard them before, diaphragmatic, euphoric, holotropic, Wim Hof, rebirthing, all of those basically get you the same response. It's just a matter of you're going along the path and you're trying it. And maybe one doesn't feel as good as the other, or maybe, you know, you have a lot of resistance when you're doing one of them. So you can kind of like move in the modalities to find out which is which is going to work best for you. But yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh. So breath work holotropic is what I've done. Um, and it has been absolutely hugely transformational for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, just incredibly powerful. So for everyone listening, this breath work is mind blowing what it can do for you. I mean, for me, I've had it like move out huge repressed trauma, like, oh, like just big, big stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. So I always like to go by the belief that the issues are in the tissues and you really have to feel it to heal it. Mm. (laughs) And that's the power of holotropic breathwork is, you know, for the first 25 minutes, what you're doing is you're working through the resistance. You're understanding that your body is like this temple of wisdom and you're safe, right? So working with a practitioner that, you know, is is an empath and that can hold amazing space and is trauma informed is really important. You don't just want to pull it up on YouTube one day and try to do it on your couch. Cause you could get yourself in a state where you're, you're not sure how to move through something. 
And you want to make sure that you have someone who's actively coaching you, not in person. It can be a recording from somebody who you've worked with before. Right. Um, But you want to make sure that you're, you're being held in a space that's going to allow you to transform in a safe way. Um, So you're basically in 25 minutes, removing your ego brain, you're shutting it down, taking it offline. You're going into your subconscious brain and in this state, you can go into non-ordinary states of consciousness. Your lungs actually produce DMT in, mm. yeah, by using these, these styles of breath work. And the DMT is the same DMT that you would get from a, a plant medicine journey, except it doesn't last six hours. It lasts for like an additional 45 minutes after you're done the hard breathing. And in that 45 minutes, if you're working with a coach who is skilled, they go in and they help you remove what's blocking you. They help you rewrite the programming that you're, you've been telling yourself. So let's say you had a parent that was a narcissist and you always felt like you weren't worthy. You always felt like you had to create the most crazy attention-seeking behaviors in order to receive any kind of attention my mom always used to say like negative attention is still attention, right? <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> so we can go in and, and part of the reason why I'm here, like it's in my birth chart, I am helping people to reparent themselves. Um, I have Saturn, uh, conjunct my son in Scorpio in the fourth house of family. It is like deep work that I'm doing in transformation of the family unit, reparenting, reprogramming all the shit. <laughs> wow. Um, and I'm able to go really deep. And, and the wild thing is when I'm on with you, when I'm leading you, mm-hmm. I receive these pings on what to say. And I've, I've received feedback that, that people, people feel like I'm reading their mind. Like, can, are you telepathic? I'm like, no, I mean, maybe, <laughs> but I just feel what I need to say. And it comes through as a ping and I say it. And they're like, oh my God, I was literally going through that when you said that exact phrase. And <clears throat> When you're able to go in and and finally figure out what the, the limiting belief is, where that behavior began, rewrite it into a way that is, you know, beneficial to you to operate in your highest expression of self instead of this victimhood that you've been living in for 30 plus years. Yeah. That's when power takes over and you leave the breathwork session feeling the sense of empowerment, feeling self-aware, realizing why you've acted this way, why you've responded this way. And then you have the choice moving forward. When that trigger comes up, how do you want to respond in the future? Because you understand. And that's where change happens. Oh, this is so cool because I, so I've done breath work, but I have not done breath work with a coach or, I mean, I have done it with facilitators, but not with a coach or facilitator who's taking that extra step and working with you in that post breath work period, which is what's really interesting about that is that I found in that post breath work period, I figured out how to kind of support myself through that. But I found that I was left hanging a lot actually when I mm-hmm. did with a lot of people that I did this breath work with where like those 45 minutes, I felt so sensitive and so open and in this, yeah, psychedelic space, which, and I wasn't really sure what to do with it. So this is brilliant what you're describing. Now, is this something that you do one-on-one with people? Do you do, how, how does, how does this work? Like, how do you do this with people? (laughs) 
breathwork is like a requirement to work with me. I feel like, I feel like you have to go through the trenches in order to understand what you're needing to do, um, and how to come out of it a person on the other side. So I have a variety of modalities that, that I work with in in the client space. So one-on-one breath work I do in person, uh, once every other month with this beautiful woman on Instagram, her name is Emily, the mystic. We host an event called mystical vitality. And I do the beginning half is a breathwork uh, journey. And then she does an Akasha clearing afterwards. And we have like a cacao and it's, so if any of your listeners are in the Philadelphia area and feel like they want to experience this in person, we have one on March 15th, and then we're probably going to have one in May and then take the summer off. I like to take the summer off. It's too hard to work in the summer and navigate things with schedules. So, um, the second way that, uh, I do breath work is once a month, um, on the first Wednesday of the month, I hold a 90 minute with a hundred minutes total because I have, you know, the explanation and, and some, and decompress time, a monthly transformational breathwork journey on zoom. And if your listeners are interested, I can include the link in the show notes with the code breathe life into me, and they can join for free for one month. And that's a fantastic way uh, to experience the breath work. And then all of the containers that I hold, the retreats that I host, and also my um, one-on-one coaching and my new group coaching program, which launches on April 11th, they start right at a, a full transformational breathwork journey. And this way you're able to go right in. I feel like with retreats on night one, different. It's like you go in, you're cracking your heart wide open. You are crying your eyes out next to a woman you've never met. And suddenly afterwards, you're sisters and you're bonded for life. And it's so beautiful. Um, So that's the type of, you know, relationship building that working in the breath can bring you. So yeah, lots of different ways to incorporate breath um, by working with me, but it's just a matter of choosing, you know, how you're most comfortable. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is so cool. Amazing. Is there, is there anything else that you want to share? Anything else you want to discuss? Yeah, I think that it's, it's really important when you're picking a healer to pick somebody who can, you know, facilitate these big traumatic releases with you, finding somebody who is empathetic, highly sensitive, trauma-informed, those are really helpful things to find in somebody who's going to take you deep, especially when you're working with plant medicine or with breath work. Um, With energy healing, it's, you know, as long as they're supportive and kind and empathetic, like those are the things you want to find with with those, uh, with energy healers. But I think in general, uh, understanding the differences that people bring to coaching and healing based on their energetic strategy, their auric type, how they perceive the world is hugely misunderstood right now. And I think as a reflector, it's important to bring that online because there's so many gifts that, that we all hold in this puzzle. And when we can figure out how we best align to people for the biggest growth, that's how we change the world. That's how we stop this nose to the grindstone nine to five BS that we're living in. And we move towards this collective unity consciousness, focus on love and healing. And I mean, this like euphoria that we all want to live in. And I think the starting point of that is understanding that we're all here for a reason and we all have to understand that reason. So that's (laughs) that's my message. 
Oh, it's beautiful. That is a beautiful message. This has been so fascinating. Thank you so (laughs) much, Tiffany. This is just brilliant. I cannot wait for this episode to come out. It's going to blow people's minds. I know it. And yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share about before we get going, how people can get in touch with you, how people can connect with you and everything will be in the show notes as well. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested in doing monthly breath work, um, the show notes below will have the link to that read life into me code for the first one free. Um, if you're interested in doing, um, my group program, which launches April 11th, Brittany will have a specific code and a 10% off coupon for her listeners for that. Um, Really exciting. And this is the founder cohort. So the price is the lowest it will ever be. And that will also have the opportunity for beautiful minds like Brittany to come on to that course and share her wisdom and courage, courage mindset work. So that's an ever evolving program. You can find me on Instagram at sacred vitality. TikTok is the same. And um, yeah, I'm just awesome. happy to be the mirror for the collective. <laughs> yes. Oh, so great. Okay. And all of that will be in the show notes. So if you want to get in touch with Tiffany, just scroll down right now and click whichever link calls to you. Awesome. Thank Beautiful. you so very much for being here, Tiffany. This has been wonderful. Thanks for having me, Brittany. And I absolutely enjoyed our time together. I can't wait to work together in the future. Yes. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful week.